0: ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد العبد ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وعاشرون بالمعروف فإن كرهتم فعساء لا يسره شيء أو الله في خير كثيرا وفي الحديث قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الخلق عيال الله فأحب الخلق إلى الله من أحسن إلى عياله أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام <laughs> In الله العظيم وصدق رسوله That those people that show mercy, that show kindness,
1: Allah Taala who is Rahman, Allah Taala shows mercy on that on those type of people. And then Nabi alayhi s-salatu mentioned, Irham man ard. you have mercy on those people that are on the surface of the earth. What is the consequence? What is the result of this? Man fis sama. That being that is in the heavens, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, Allah will show His kindness to you. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, will shower His mercy upon you. In another hadith it is mentioned that al-hulku the entire creation of Allah ta'ala, whether a person is a Muslim, whether he is a non-Muslim, whether it is the animals, whether it is the insects, whether it is the fish that is in the ocean, the entire creation of Allah al This is all the family of Allah Taala. khalq the most beloved of the creation of Allah. In other words, a man wants to become the beloved of Allah, the most beloved of the creation of Allah, man ahsan iyali. That person that is kind to the family of Allah, tabarakah ta'ala. you be kind to the family of Allah, immediately you become the beloved of Allah. Somebody is kind to your wife, somebody is kind to your children. Obviously, we're talking of maharib. They are kind to, to your children, to your family members. What will happen? Automatically, your heart will melt for that particular person. Your children are studying in a madrasa. The ustad has a soft spot for that child. Immediately, your heart will go towards that ustad. So in a similar manner, that when we will have love for the Makhluk of Allah wa Taala, will become the beloveds of Allah wa Taala. In this hadith we also learn that when a person he has this mercy in his heart, many problems in our life will be solved on just on the basis of having mercy for another human being. Just not just from the time of Ramadan, just now in this one, two months, there are so many complaints that we are getting where people are saying that the husbands are not treating the wives well, and how many women they are crying also in the Mubarak month of Ramadan, there were people that phoned from many places. one particular woman she phoned, and she was crying, normally in the month of Ramadan. We spend on everybody. Nabi alayhi salatu generally was very very generous. And particularly in the month of Ramadan, Nabi alayhuislam will be much more generous than other times also. And in the month of Ramadan, we will go to what extent and to what lens to feed people at the time of iftari. This particular lady that was crying, she's saying that my husband does not want to buy groceries in the month of Ramadan. And the mother in law, what is she saying? She's saying you are after my son's money. The husband doesn't want to spend, and the mother-in-law is saying you're after my son's money. So if a person has raham in his heart, he has mercy in his heart, he will never let another makhluk and another creation of Allah wa ta'ala, ever suffer. So the solution of the problem of the ummah is having this raham and having this mercy in the heart. If the mother-in-law is to ever tell the, the daughter that I'm not feeling well, two, three days, you stay with me at home, you make my khidmat, you look after me. So the son-in-law, if he's got raham in his heart, what would the son-in-law say? No, don't stay two, three days by your mother. Your mother looked after you your whole life. She brought you up. You stay one month with your mother. You stay one week with your mother. Make khidmat of your mother and take care of your mother. And he will not only stop there, but he will go one step ahead. And what would he say? He would say, is there any way I can be of service also? Is there any way that I can make your khidmat as well? This is when there is raham in the heart. But the problem today is we become very, very angry. At that time if the table has to turn a little bit and the son in law becomes angry and he says that no, all this time it was your, your duty was towards your mother. Now that you are married, now your duty is towards me. So now leave your mother and you come home immediately. How, what a bitter taste it's going to leave now and how difficult it now becomes. But if you only showed mercy at that time, how much of love and how much of Muhammad. So we cannot control our anger. Hazrat Rakim Sahab used to say, when we sit down to eat, seven times recite, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Seven times and blow on the food. We must also eat that food. Let our spouses also eat that food. Let our children also eat that food and see how much of Rahmat of Allah, Allah will come into our home. How our hearts will become, become soft. Hazrat used to further say, he used to say, read Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim seven times and blow into water. And it says that same water the woman should take, and when she's cooking, she needs water in the tarkari also. So put that water in the tarkari. And when you are making roti, so you need water to knead the dough. So that you should say, take that water and knead the dough. And then let everyone in the house eat and see how the rahmat of Allah wa ta'ala, now comes in that house. We are not human, we are all human beings, we are not angels over here. So sometime or the other we are gonna have problems in the, in the home. Sometime the husband is gonna say some words to the wife that is gonna hurt the wife. But the husband, many a time, he is unconscious. He doesn't even realize that I've said such things to my wife that has hurt my wife. He's got to go to work early in the morning. So he goes to sleep at night. When he goes to sleep at night, next thing he wakes up in the morning. He has his breakfast and he's gone to work. But that woman, she is of a sensitive nature. That her word that you said to her, that sentence that you must have uttered to her, how it must have broken her heart. And whole night she must have been crying. She has not slept the entire night. But when you, a person that is a human being, when he realizes that I've heard the feeling of my wife, Immediately go, fall at your feet, say, make me mad, I have done wrong. Go to the ulama, ask them, tell them, I got a problem with my anger. I say things that hurt my wife. How can I control my anger? What treatment is there for me? What verses of the Quran Sharif should I recite? Once Al-Hakim was in Jidda, while she was in Jidda, one person wrote a letter to Hazrat. So he said that, see, in our home, the husband has a serious problem with his anger. He cannot control his anger. The wife has a serious problem with her anger. And this is not only from one party. Sometimes the wife also has the problem. Sometimes the husband also has the problem. So in this letter, they stated the husband also has a problem. The wife also has a problem with her anger. And not only this, it goes one step further today. Today it's with the children also. And the children also have a problem with anger. So they wrote to us that everybody in this home has a problem with anger. What is the solution? So as I said, when you sit on the dastar Khan, when you sit on the floor, decide Rahim seven times and blow on all the food. And thereafter eat the food and see how much of rahmat of Allah Taala will descend on that home. And then, as I've mentioned, the second thing that y'all should all do that whilst you are walking, whilst you are working, wherever you are, just recite Ya Allah, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim, Ya Allah. Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim. The same is in Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. But now you are calling unto Allah Ta'ala. So recite Ya Allah, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim. Continuously recite this. And Hazrat was a Hakim. He was a great Sheikh of Tasawwuf. A great scholar also he was. And he was a Hakim as well. So Hazrat mentioned that take cold water. And in that cold water, obviously in Pakistan, whatever he must have prescribed, put some glucose into there. And then he said take a lemon and squeeze that entire lemon into that glass of water. And then you get a particular seed that's called the isbaga seed. In Urdu it's called isbara seed. I don't know in English whether we get it here, what it's called, but it's a isbaga seed. He said, sprinkle those seeds on the water and then let them drink that water. And he says, you'll see what is the consequence, even the heat that is in the blood of a person, that anger, that is the heat that is in the blood of a person, that anger will subside. It will come down. One person, he wrote to other and he said that I have this problem, lot of anger in me. Wife also has anger, I also have anger. And Mullah Ali Qari Rahmatullah, says, when you read this Bismillahir Rahmanir Raheem seven times, قُرُوجُ الْبُزَاقِ مِنَ الْفَمْ that particles of saliva must come out of the mouth. Obviously, it does come out, we don't realize it. But particles of saliva come out and they enter into that water as well. So, mullah Ali Rahmatullah, he says, let this enter the water and then drink that water and see what will happen thereafter. There will be total rahmat. Everybody will be so happy in that home. After one month, this person wrote back to Hazrat Hakeem sahab. And what did he say? He said that you told us to recite Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim seven times. We made Amal on this. Such a simple prescription, but they say our home, everybody, the anger has subsided. So much of love, so much of muhabbat in the home, and who can't do this? Even if you don't have problems in our home, what's the if you recite Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim seven times and blow on the food? Tell the wife when you're cooking, you just read Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim seven times, blow in the pot that you are cooking, and see the rahmat of Allah wa Taala descending in our home. This anger is a disastrous disease. It will kill people. It will bring an end to, mar- to our marital life. So many problems will come, to, uh, so, so many problems you will end up with when a person has anger. Hazrat Hakeem <laughs> Sahib, when he was staying in, uh, in one area of Pakistan, uh, I don't think it was Gulshan Iqbal, I think it was another area. So when he was staying in that particular area, one person came to his home 12 o'clock at night. So Hazrat got a little upset, 12 o'clock at night he is sleeping the entire day, he is serving the deen of Allah Ta'ala, teaching in Darlun, in the Khan etc. That if it was some worldly problem, you won't go to somebody 12 o'clock in the night. But for dini problem, 12 o'clock at the night, you had come. But nevertheless, this is how big their hearts are. At 12 o'clock at night, he woke up. He called that person in. What is the problem? He said, Hazrat, I made a very big mistake. So he said, what is the mistake that you made? He said, the mistake that I made, I gave my wife three talaqs. And now I am full of regret. My anger has subsided, but I am full of regret. So what should I do? So Hazrat told him, he said, see... You should have shot one arrow, you should have shot two arrows, you shot three arrows and you killed a person. And now you are coming and you're asking me what to do. So he says, Hazrat, this anger is insanity. So Hazar said that in anger is not insanity. Anger uh, Doctor Abdul His son Ahsan He said anger is not insanity He said anger is actually very very intelligent And anger is very very selective also A person who knows exactly who to get angry upon And who not to get angry upon You got your wife that is in the house You know that the wife is much more weaker than me I got control over this wife So now you'll get angry on the wife Because what can the poor woman do at home You got your little children that are at home Those children you got full control over them you got full authority in that home. Now you'll get angry on those children because you got that authority in the home. Or you're a big boss of a company and you've got, you got all your staff that are under you and they're fearing that if we say something wrong, I'm going to lose my job. So these are the places that you'll get angry. With the wife, you'll get angry. The weaker person, the children that are weaker, you'll get angry. The employees that are at work, you'll get angry with them. But that same wife, you had a fight with her and you're telling that wife, I'll sort you out today and I'll sort you out once and for all. You will never ever open your mouth out again in front of me. And the same day now, the brother-in-law comes and he's a person that goes to gym and he's a bodybuilder, strong person. Now see where all your anger goes. Now you know you can't challenge him. You'll tell him, forget the entire story. Leave the all, all the story one side. Everything is marked from today. So anger is very, very selective also. But this anger causes so much of problems in our life. On one occasion, one sahabi, he was hitting his slave. That was a time of slavery and the sahabi was reprimanding his slave. He was hitting his slave. While he was hitting his slave, Nabi alayhi salatu was came from the bed, And from behind Nabi alayhi salatu was just mentioned one statement. He said, Allahu, Ulallahu, Akdaru alayka." ka alayhi That Allah Ta'ala has more qudrat. Allah has more power upon you than the ability and the power that you have over the slave. Today he is your slave. You've got control over him. You've got authority over him. So today you are hitting him. But if Allah has to take you to task, Allah Ta'ala has much more power and much more authority than the power that you have over the slave. When he turned around, Rasulullah He sees Rasulullah صَلَى اللَّهِ عليه وسلم. What does he say? He takes the qasam in the name of Allah. And he said, هُوَ uh, this this person who a he is freed for the pleasure of Allah <laughs> Nabi alayhi salatu waslam turned around and Nabi alayhi waslam mentioned if you didn't free the slave, للا, للا السلام, that the fire of Jahannam would have engulfed you if you didn't free the slave. In another hadith, Sallallahu mentioned that that, غضبه, that person that controls his anger, Allah will withhold his azab from him tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah. When Allah has the full authority and full ability to punish a person, a person that controls, his anger in dunya tomorrow, Allah wa Taala will protect this person from his adab on that day. It is mentioned on one occasion as a Sheikh of Hadith, Muhammad Zakariya. So, one person as a Sheikh Ali, was reprimanding him, and as a Sheikh was telling him, that How many times must I overlook and how many times must I forgive you? So he was saying this to that person. And Muna Ilyas was sitting next to Aziz Shaykh Rahmatullahi. So he whispered in the ears of Aziz Shaykh Rahmatullahi. He said, how much you want Allah Ta'ala to forgive you? And how much you want Allah Ta'ala to overlook you, to overlook your faults tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah? You forgive people in this dunya. Even if the person made the mistake again and again, you want Allah Ta'ala to overlook and forgive you. You forgive that person, you overlook the, uh, that person in this dunya. It is mentioned, Muna kami mentioned this incident. And great lesson can be taken from this internet. Muratami rahmatul Rahmatullahi mentioned that in India, there was one person. In those days, people, what they used to earn in India, very, very small amount they used to earn, to eat meat. In those days, it was regarded as a delicacy to eat meat. Today, we're eating chicken every day. Children don't want to eat anything else. All the vegetables and all, this is like poison for children. They only want chicken. Chicken tikka all the time. So, this person, he wanted to buy a chicken. So after working for some time, he managed to buy a chicken. He bought the chicken, he bought the masala. After buying everything, he came home. And he gave his wife, he told her that cook this chicken for me. How happy he must have been that after so long, I'm going to eat chicken. The wife, she's also the servant of Allah, ta'ala. She also makes errors in her life, so she cooked the chicken. When she cooked the chicken, she put so much of salt, so much of salt in the chicken, that he couldn't eat the chicken. When he sat down to eat the chicken, he couldn't eat the chicken. At that time, where did his mind go? He said that, Ya Allah, this is your bandi. Wallah, this is your servant. If my daughter was in this position, and if my son-in-law had authority over her, and he had to treat her in a harsh way, how would I have felt? I will also forgive her today. I will overlook whatever she has done. He drank some water. After drinking that water, he got up and he walked away from that place. After some time, this person, he passed away. When he passed away, one Buzruk, one pious person saw him in a dream. And in the dream, he sees that this person it, things are going well in Jannah for him. So he said, how did it go for you? He said that I had major, major sins in my life. I committed major sins in my life. He said, but when I came before Allah wa ta'ala, Allah wa ta'ala only said that, remember that day when you forgave my bandi. today I will overlook everything. Everything has been wiped out for you. So these are such occasions where we can strike a with Allah <laughs> Taala, where we can get our matters sorted out with Allah wa Taala, we can get our jannat over here. We should take care of the rights of the wife, the rights of the children, the rights of our parents. As the Rakim sahab mentioned on one occasion, he said that he was in Bombay and he said there was a pious Sufi. There was a Sufi in Bombay, and really this man was a pious man. What what did he tell Ezra? He said, see, that one day there was a fight between my mother on one side and my wife on the other side. He said, I signed it. Everybody has got rights. The wife also got rights. And the mother also got right. The rights of the wife must also be fulfilled. The rights of the mother also be, must also be fulfilled. We are not saying that take the, right, uh, take the side of the mother or take the side of the wife. A person should be very careful in these instances, get guidance from those that are experienced in this particular field. So this person, there was a fight between the mother on one side and the wife on the other side. What did he do? He sided with the wife and he pushed the mother aside. When he pushed the mother aside, she made two badwas immediately. He was a Sufi, a pious man, but she made two badwas for him. One badwa she made, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give you leprosy. And the second badwa she made, that Allah ta'ala make it such that you don't attend my janaza salah. He told us, he said that, my mother passed away I never get the ability Of attending my mother's janaza salah And Hazard said that With my own eye I seen That parts of his fingers They were falling The skin etc All that was falling Because of the disease That this person had So we should try And fulfill the rights Of other people When we fulfill these rights And they get happy Duas come out of their heart Our need is going to be fulfilled Our dunya will be made Our akhirat is going to be made In the Quran Mentioned in regard to these women That love with these women In a good way There's no time to go into the tafsir and the detail, but I'll just mention this much, that there are three stages of dealing with a person. The one stage of dealing with somebody is Adal. You're good with me, I am good with you. That is Adal. There's no real achievement in this. Because that person is doing good, you're doing good to that person. The second one is dhulam, where you oppress another person. Husband is oppressing the wife. Very, very dangerous. If a badwa comes out of a heart at that time, a person, he can be destroyed. From the parent's heart, Badwa comes out. A person, there's no chance for that person. Until he goes and he makes up from, with his parents. He makes mouth. asks them for forgiveness and then continues. And the third stage is what we call ihsan. That somebody does bad to you, but in what you do in return, you do good to that person. That is what is called ihsan. This is what every person must strive for. To try and do to try and do good to the wife. So here, uh, when Allah Ta'ala says, be good to your wife, it means make ihsan to them. May, be good to your wife. Your husband and wife will always have problem. Nabi salatu wasalam told Aisha that, oh Aisha, I know when you're happy with me also. And I know when you're angry with me also. She said, ya Rasulullah, how do you know that when, when I'm happy with you and when I'm angry with you? What does this mean? There was a problem between Nabi and Aisha radiallahu anha also. So mm-hmm. Nabi Ali said when you are happy with me then you say wa Rabbi Muhammad by the rabb of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam I take a qasam and when you are not happy with me then you say wa Rabbi Ibrahim I take a qasam by the rabb of Ibrahim Alaihi Wasallam yet what love Nabi Ali had for Aisha Radhiyallahu Anha and what love Aisha Radhiyallahu Anha had for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as Aisha Radhiyallahu Ta'alaha when Nabi Ali would come home at night she had composed poetry and she would say when he would come home at night lana shamsun walil afaqi shamsun that for us also we have a sun that the whole world is benefiting from the sun which allah taala has given everyone lana no, shamsun no we have a sun walil afaqi shamsun and for the heavens for the skies there is a sun that sun everyone benefits from. And we have a sun referring to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. She's referring to Nabi Sallallahu wa Wasallam. وَشَبْسِي خَيْرٌ sama, <السَّمَاء> And the sun that Allah Ta'ala gave me. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu Anha say, the sun that Allah Ta'ala gave me, this is even better than the sun that is in the heaven. And then Hazrat Aisha, that is in the skies. And then Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala said, فَإِنَّ الشَّمْسَ تَطْلُعُ بَعْدَ الْفَجْرِ That the sun, when does it rise? After fajr, the sun rises. But she says, that my son, it rises after the time of Isha. When Nabi come home, comes home after the Isha Salah, now my son has actually risen. So much of love she had for Rasulullah and Nabi had so much of love for Isha also. But never did they go to that extent. When Nabi now got angry, he went to the extent of talaq and these type of things. Yes, there are certain occasions where you can go to talaq. That is also permissible. Shariat has made it permissible. Where husband and wife, there's no compatibility whatsoever. They can't get along any longer. Then Shariat has made it permissible in this instance. Then a the person can go to talaq as well. And as Tanmi Rahmatul Alayhi has mentioned, I'll terminate on this. When Tanmi rahmatullah mentioned, that one right of the wife is that the husband must give a certain amount of money to his wife every month. Whatever is within his ability, whether he can give her according to his ability. Obviously, there are pertaining to this as well. But just for everyone to understand, for example, it is within the ability of a person to give his wife 500 rand, for example. So give her that 500 rand. And that 500 rand, you will not take her to account for. Normally, when you give her money, for groceries, then the money that you give up for groceries, you can take her to account for that. You ask her, where was the money spent? For example, you gave up for rent, lights, water, groceries, whatever. You can ask her, give me a detailed report, where was the money spent? But this money that you give your wife, this nafaqa that you give your wife, you don't ask her, where was this money spent? This is for her, it's hadiya for her every month. And for example, if her brother comes and, she bring, and he brings his children, her nephews have come to the home. If her heart desires, I want to give them all hadiya 20 rand each, 50 rand each, this from here we also understand, it's not the job of the wife to go out and work. The job of the wife is to remain at home. That's why the husband has to give her this money. Otherwise, if she was permitted to go out and work, why must the husband then give her money? So this indicates that the wife must stay at home. So this she can now give her relatives, whoever she wants to give. And there is no accountability. If we fulfill their rights and the woman is happy. See, Allah Ta'ala will give so much of barakah in our life. So much of happiness Allah Ta'ala will give in our life. And not only this. This in the enjoyment of Jannat, what enjoyment a person will get in Jannat, that enjoyment Allah Ta'ala will give it to us cash in this dunya if a person just learns to have this raham in his heart, have this kindness in his heart and fulfil the rights of his spouse, Allah wa Ta'ala, give me tawfiq and all of us tawfiq.